What the hell we got here? Some kind of public access show or something? DPS Report! When I put this uh in your uh, I say excuse you, cause I know it might fart. Throw that ass in a circle, like a pie chart, girl. Stop what you're doing and throw that ass in a circle. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome everybody. To another installment of the TPS Reports podcast. We got whoopies. Come on. Fill it up. We're throwing our asses in circles. Palmer squares. Throw that ass, ass circle. in a circle. How's everybody Make doing? Make it hard like a turtle. And we back and we back. Throw that ass in a circle. Oh, baby, baby. We're clearly back. There you go. Fresh back from our... Pacific Northwestern mini tour where, I mean, you guys have listened to the show. You know the routine. You know the vibes. You know what the vibes are. We went to Portland, so we went to Sassy's. Mm-hmm. So we were at a strip club, and guess what they were playing? When I put this in your mouth, I say excuse you, because I know it might fall. Now throw that ass in a circle, like a pie chart. Girl, stop what you doing and throw that ass in a circle. Okay. Throw that ass in a circle. When I stick my dick in your ass, I say excuse you because I know it might fart. It might fart. Throw that ass in a circle like a pie chart. Bars. <laughs> That's called motherfucking bars, nigga. You know nothing about that. You know that. that throw that ass in a circle like a pie chart came first. Yeah, and he's like, what rhymes with, okay, pie I'm talking chart. about asses. Pie chart. Circle. Pie. It's actually pretty smart. Oh, what, I'd well, say it. Sometimes when I butt fuck a girl, it she farts. I'm talking about her butt, so (laughs) it, the object of her ass, it might fart. Circle, pie chart. You know he like sat back after writing that, he's like, ooh, I'm gonna kill him with this one. That's called motherfucking boy. We're back, everybody. (laughs) Great trip. We did it. Yeah, dude, we didn't get bipped. In and out, but we got bit. (laughs) We got bit. I was gonna say, it was a great trip, so fucking awesome. Everything I hoped it would be. Great bip. (laughs) (laughs) And it wouldn't be a great Palmer Squares trip if it wasn't also a total fucking nightmare. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to get bit by bed bugs. Yada, yada, point. yada. Bed bugs in Vancouver. And the rest is history. Yep. So, uh, and we back and we back. And we did. We did. Yeah, we revisited this green room in Seattle. And last time, this, you know, a lot of green rooms when you're on the road are, it's like kind of the tradition of a green room, specifically in low down joints where we play. Haven't quite made it. I bet it's like I a bathroom. It's like a big bathroom stall. There's, yeah. there's tags. I everywhere. doubt the dress room at Carnegie Hall has fucking permanent marker written all over the walls and like other people that have turned every dicks. other writing into a dick shape. Dicks everywhere. Yeah. And last time I wrote rape kids. Well, that's a little much. <laughs> Personally, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I go for that. I wrote an. I wrote a number of things. And every single one of them was censored. It's a real PC green room. Well, Term has his own signature. Rape Kids is the only one that I understand. That's the only and, one I've ever shaken and it's my the, head at. The only one that they're, what they t- turned it into, so, I enjoyed. <laughs> they turned it into grape bips. 
you know, and as we're obsessed with bipping right now, so we are the newest riders of the bip train. Grape bips, <laughs> come on around the Fucking train. Fucking love that. But you also wrote fart. And, and they, they cha- changed it to part? They just filled it in with a P? What kind of fucking sissy can't have fart on the wall? I wrote the pubes, my fake band. Yeah, you do write that a lot. They changed it into the rubes with an R. I wrote... They're the rubes, dude. The jizz chewers. They cha- changed it to the jazz chewers. <laughs> I, I changed mean, all of these back. That sounds like a real band. I have a blue paint marker. I changed all of these back, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't having it. Yeah, your signature line, though, is floss with a homeless guy's pubes. Yep, and that's the only one that was untouched. Hell yeah! Good. I mean, yeah, all the person, the people that were revising all the other ones, rather, they saw that and they were like, that'll do. I second that. That's fine. Amen. Um, Floss with amen's pubes. Great bips, though. It's like, what were you thinking the first time last year? Psycho? Rape kids? Yeah, don't write that on the fucking wall anyway. trying to be edgy. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Fucking dork. Um, I wrote the hardest core thing in this green room. I'm proud of it. (laughs) No debate there. (laughs) Hands down. Um, So, yeah, we're back. (laughs) Three really great shows. Yeah. Uh, shout out Portland coming out on a Thursday night. Uh, that Bye. was like a, that was you know it was the first show, so I felt like our our energy was the least loose, if that makes sense. We least loose, little stiff, and we were may, maybe even overthinking about um, making sure we didn't play the same set as we were there a year ago. You know, you so totally we overthought we, it. I, don't, I think it went well, but still, like to me. It's a new thing. To the crowd, they're like, oh shit, they're playing Bring in the 90s back. They didn't play that last time. To me, I'm like, I got two verses in this one. Do I know them both for sure? Because we never play this live. It was just more of a mental thing. I, we yeah. didn't like, you know, we weren't dropping the lines or anything. Maybe you, maybe one song. There's many, many <laughs> fans who come to this show the next day and we're like, you know, we're going to play the same thing. And they're like, fine. That's true. Love it. But Thank when you. we were on tour with Jarv Please last do. fall, I feel like we sort of... Had the same yeah, we hit road two of these markets and we, we played the same thing, right? And we didn't want to open with the same thing as last year or close with like mainly that. It's like picturesque. We've said before, it's, of course, that's a good closer. But now, going into <laughs> next year, let's not close with that. Let's move that up earlier in the set and find other ways to end. Now that we have like dip in the rotation and whatever. So, um, either way, it's like it went great. But in my head, I was like. It, you know, I I, uh, I made the adjustments the next two nights to where I'm like, nah, fuck that one. Let's go back to this one. Or I never even thought of playing that one. You know, it was yeah. a little, it got looser and looser. By the time we were in Seattle, we were like in maybe the silliest mood we've ever been in on stage. And it, I don't and think it was great. laughed that much on stage. We've never killed so much time in between a song here we and there. We just killed. We did we like, like comedians. We were getting laughs, dude. <laughs> now I know why comics go comic. Like you get that one laugh and you're just like, I'm hilarious, dude. I'm on fire right Mostly now. Mostly humoring ourselves, though, <laughs> still. But it's, uh, we were, I guess we could do that on any show. And um, sometimes it's stiff and we're like, ah, this isn't working. Let's go back to the music. And then other times it's like, who needs a song right now? We're on fire. It also has to do with, like, <laughs> uh, I love Seattle. I like playing there. I just like the city, too. It's a nice place. Yeah. Um, every time we play there, though, there's, there's weed cities. Uh, there are a handful of sure. weed cities. That's their thing. And Seattle is a weed city where it's like the energy every time we play is very weed energy. Denver's no one a is weed moving city, around. and they always move around. Yeah, Denver's just different. Denver, they have fun. Built different. Remember we played that show in Bend, Oregon one time where Watsky and them came out? Yeah, yeah. The whole crowd was just stoned and like sitting down. All the ex were stoned. Like everyone they were just giving us That lady weed gave cakes. us edibles and yeah. didn't tell us that we were all were stoned. medicated. But, um... Yeah, it's it's a weed city, and and uh, I've we've played. It's easier there to get laughs from the high crowd than it is to get them jumping around. And we played there <laughs> enough to where I know in between songs where it's just like there's no movement. 
it takes like a fucking there's a 10 second delay when the song ends for the applause you know <laughs> please clap so it's just, i don't know we're just in a goofy mind state and then we also didn't sleep the night before we were on no sleep just uh, we silly, got a little sleep but the night before was, was was hectic we uh there were things that we could have avoided which for sure was getting so drunk after the show in Vancouver, like yeah. I was drunk by the end of the night, anyways, and like that could have stopped there. But no, we'll get into that story too. But yeah, not a lot of sleep, and um, nothing worse than after you're finally laying in the bed and it's you're winding down and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have drank so much. I hope I'm not struggling tomorrow in Seattle. Struggling. Um, yeah, I was laying in the bed in uh, our room in Vancouver. We stayed at the venue, by the way, the Waldorf. That wasn't part of the plan, but... Um, Don't ever stay at the Waldorf Hotel in Vancouver. Um, so, yeah, I'm laying down. I got my shirt off. I'm looking sexy. I'm on... What were we watching? We're sharing a bed, so he's, yeah. he's getting but you weren't, up But you weren't in me. the bed for a while. I was laying down, and you were, like, fingerboarding or sitting in the desk chair or I something. I was uh, reorganizing my luggage Yeah, because uh, I was still drunk off the nose beers. <laughs> so um, Matt lays down. That was another thing on stage in Seattle. I was just like, we, it was clear we were in a silly mood, and I was like, guys, I, I don't even know the last time I did cocaine. I did cocaine last night. Full transparency. I did like a yeah. Give myself like, come on, give it up for me. Hence the no sleep. Um, I still got some sleep eventually, and that didn't fuck me up at all as much as noticing bite marks on my my yeah. belly. Matt lays down for ten minutes. It wasn't even like that. Three sores that are bleeding. And in, because I had a, a, a bed bug situation like eight, ten years ago. Yeah, he's from it. Well, I know the signs. I, I know them. You know, I know what a bed bug bite looks like more than I can, like, or a, versus a spider bite or something. Right. I fucking know. I've been through that. First off, you get bit by a spider, they usually bite you once and then they're gone. They don't bite you. Yeah, these things crawl around your body in a matter of minutes. Each, I counted this morning because they don't. That, and here's there's the two thing. little holes with a spider bite. Laying on a bed for 10 minutes doesn't always mean that, like, you get bit and then 10 minutes later, boy, there's a red spot. In my experience in the past, it takes a while for him to show up. So believe me, I was retracing my steps on every other. And I thought about we did that uh, that podcast in Olympia um, when we both sat on the same couch. Right. Wouldn't you have a bunch of bites? If, I know you have like one. But either way, it was right, like... So I have one on my shoulder blade. And I would not put it past... Must the, be nice, you fuck. The, the place where we did that podcast. to have Believe me. And, well, you know what's funny is they came, <laughs> nice to the, they came to the Seattle show and I was telling them about that. And one of them said, you think it was our couch? And I was like, no. And I'm like... Wait, now I do? Yeah, why would you say that? Yeah, son of a bitch. Do you bitch. guys have bed bugs on your couch? Um, either way, though, we both shared. We were sitting there hanging out for hours, and and, and in the mindset of they don't show up until later, you know, I'm like, maybe it was that that day, but you have nothing, and you were sitting right next to me, same couch. 24 hours earlier, too. Yada, yada, yada. I, I retrace every step, but all I keep coming back to is that room and me laying there with, like, you know, and my, my whole belly out, my laying on my back. As further observation revealed, there was someone else's blood on the bed sheets. Right. So then something we used to do um, instinctually because we've this is not our first time on the road to seeing there's been times when I've seen bed bugs on the mattress but I didn't get bit but I knew they had bed bugs and we're like get the fuck out of here yeah. and then there's other times like this one where I don't see shit but I got bite marks and then you look underneath and you look towards the bottom where the, you tuck the, the mattress cover and the yeah. bed sheets keep, keep that thing there tucked. were there were like little blood dots and like a schmear almost like it looked like a bug like guts like schmear. someone killed one you know yeah. and there was bloody and like Jew you know, blood little schmear Jesus uh, like like flaky it was mine bug guts <laughs> um, so there was some shit on the mattress which again leads me to think like alright I was laying there for a while and I that's where I noticed the bites yeah. there were little blood spots when we started investigating and we were like Went straight to the desk and was, you know, need a new room right now. 6 a.m. at this point. 
yeah, we we stayed up all fucking night. And then that happened when we were trying to finally call it a night. And we're like, well, I guess we're going to be up for a while more. Um, so yeah, that that's. I still think it was the Vancouver Hotel, dude. It was just like a. It was a dingy fucking place. Yeah. And um, so the next day, it just wasn't good enough for me. Like I'm waking up again a few hours later, remembering and realizing and seeing in the mirror all of these bites. Uh, so I'm just like, this isn't. I'm like, I'm gonna go. If I, t- I don't know. I don't know if they're still in my luggage and stuff. Even right now, right now, all of my shit is like in airtight uh, garbage bags. Like I've washed my clothes and I've put them in a bag to. That's what they say you're supposed to do. Like you could suffocate bugs in like airtight plastic and mm-hmm. uh, over a couple of days or something. So I'm taking like every precaution because there have been times in the past, uh, one time specifically, where yeah, furniture got thrown out, clothes get thrown out. It's over. You, they're Johnny. in they're in there and it's fucking over for you. So now I'm like fuck this, that's not good enough. I'm going to demand a refund. I'm going to go just basically give somebody down there a piece of my fucking mind about how like, you know, we're paying you and you're sending me home with a giant like ruin my life problem. You know, right. and, and they wouldn't, they said, uh, you know, we can give you 20% off, but you did stay, we won't give you a refund. It's like you stayed in the room. You should have gone elsewhere. I'm like, oh yeah, elsewhere, 6 a.m. Where check-in is sleep a in viable option in the parking lot. for, you know, other hotels. So yeah, it was, uh, I was just kind of letting it all hang out and like, no, I want a refund. And then they wrote down an email and I, I hit them up this morning with pictures attached of the bloody bed shit and the, what I counted today, there's over 50. Yeah. I have over 50 fucking bug bites on me right now. Itchy. Got terrible sleep last night, my first night home. I was telling you yesterday when we left the airport, like, let's do the pod early because we're recording it late and I need time to like, edit it and upload it and all that. And then first thing, this, dude, I just couldn't fucking, yeah. I'm just itchy. And, and then, of course, I'm paranoid. Like, am I itchy because the, the bites still itch or that I have them here now? Right. That I brought some home now. Um, but no, I don't have any new bites uh, beyond like what I was noticing before we even got home. And um, yeah, so I emailed them the photos and everything and what did they say? They said they're going to conduct an investigation. That's right. They were saying it's like when the FBI is like going to conduct an investigation into the FBI. Yeah, Cause we oh, trust, I trust that we trust the FBI. <laughs> I trust anyone to investigate themselves. Get the fuck out of here. Right. So I, as soon as he said that, he's like, all right, we're going to, this is a big problem for us at the hotel, obviously. So we, we need to know we're going to have people in, inspect the rooms. And if we indeed find there are bed bugs, we will issue uh, the refund. And I'm like, okay, so it's just scouts honor, take you at your word. Yeah. I'm going to email you. And if you email back, no, there were none. I go, okay, like, that's it. That's, that's what you want. That's, I'm supposed to be happy with that. You know, I got, I might have to throw out my couch next week, right? but you know, maybe if it's just scouts honor, please believe me. I you swear. Why them. would I lie to you? You said that to them. They're like really foreign Indian guys. I was like, I don't think they know what scouts honor is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, 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 I phrased it like scouts three different ways. <laughs> I said, you want me to take you at your word scouts honor? I just kept like, yeah, going through the Rolodex, but yeah, I was not in a good mood. Those guys were, they seemed fucking really couldn't care less. He, it looked like he felt like he was doing me a favor, even writing down an email, like right. follow up later. So dude, fuck you. It's like, I came here from out of the country to perform last night, and you're sending me home with bed bugs. Tight. Hell yeah! Glad. Glad I made the fucking trip. Glad bag. I need one to put my clothes in. So, uh, aside from that, pretty great trip. The show was good. Vancouver ruled. The uh, the venue is attached to the hotel, but not the hotel. Right. Um, so, props for the venue. Hotel can suck my ass. Oh, suck the shit out of my ass. And even in the, you know... Uh, I have no 
issues with the venue, but in Portland and in Vancouver, we had sound issues with the monitor. What, like the reason you do a sound check, right? And both of those venues, and I'm not even trying to be like, fuck the sound man, because there there is a responsibility from us too to like maybe notice that and pause for a second, like, hey, one of the monitors dropped out. It's like I never want to do that mid show and be like. We're not playing another song until we fix the sound. Sometimes it takes fucking 15 minutes to yeah, figure out. Exactly. So I'm like, you, there's a momentum going now. You know, we're like, th- we just played, never had nothing, yeah. and the fans are jumping and singing along so loud that we don't even I have to. just pause the set. You know, we can hold the mic out to them, and then the sound blows out a little bit, and I'm like, fuck, like, I can still hear it well enough. Yada, yada, yada. Like, there were those issues, and uh, yeah, by the time we were in Seattle, we were like, can we get one fucking night where the sound is just good, and I can hear myself the whole show? And it, and it was. Finally, Seattle. Yeah. Sounded great in Seattle, and I, I really wish it were the same in the other cities, but what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, like the last song in Vancouver is where we noticed well enough. We're like, we got one more, but can, you know, can we get the monitors up? Like something happened with the sound. You know, we like we should have done that much earlier because I noticed it. It was like coming in and out. It they would were dip like down 50% and then it would pop back. And then up. before the last song, they dropped down to like twenty percent, and yeah. it was too it was too much to not say anything at that point. And then he boosted them up to hundred percent. I was like, oh, it could have been like this the whole fucking Dude, time. It's night and day. And and for me, that's the entire for anybody. Like that's the difference between a good performance and what could be a bad one. Is like. I can't hear myself at all, so I'm just going off of the basic, like I can right. feel the beat and the stage shaking, so that's what I'm keeping time with. And I don't know if I'm hitting my inflections and like whatever, you know, like my voice, I like it to sound a certain way, hopefully. I feel like I was just shouting in Portland and Vancouver when the monitors fell apart. So yep. that was a long sound check in Portland, dude. Like we've been touring with the same, like we run our sound the same way for a long time, many years. And like the shit he was saying was stuff I'd never been thrown before. But like your tracks are phased to one side, so I'm gonna have to module. I'm like, whatever, dude. Like I, we yeah. did everything we do every night, just the same, and it took like 30 minutes to get it even good enough. And then, of course, that's not how it sounded when the show was going on. I'm like, please God, let this sound okay to the crowd. You know? Yeah. We were taking people's money to put on a good show, and I have no idea if my <laughs> voice is screaming and <laughs> shitty, or or if the fans even care. You know? I guess that's what rap shows are. Right. Whatever. I assume. 99% of the time that they don't care. Um, I don't know. What else? It was a good time, though. Tour stories. Good show. Vancouver. Canada. Uh, it was a long overdue, so I was just glad we got back out to... We finally done did it. We finally done made it back to Canada. Um, I guess there are some more Vancouver stories for sure. There's the one dude who wanted to hold down our merch table without asking the entire night. Real annoying. <laughs> Real piece of crap. I, I guess I'd talk... UFC with him sometimes on Instagram. Oh, right. So now we him trust him to sell our goods. Gives you a green light to annoy us and barge into our merch table all night. It was right before we were <laughs> supposed to go on. And like, you know, I'm just like, whatever, getting a water and a and beer and taking pay some yourself in two shirts. And then, yeah, I run to the, the merch table and this dude is, he's like acting like he's in charge of sales. And I said, hey, buddy, like, don't do that. I told him six times, unnecessary, it's fine. Um, and then afterwards, yeah, he's just like, look, I made you a bunch of money. I counted. It was $110. Like three shirts. More shirts were missing than right. the price that we were t- paying. So he was selling them for less than we would have made. And yeah, when that fucker walked away, he had two extra larges in our brand new t-shirt design. And he goes, I'm going to grab these like as if he earned them. He's like, I'm going to take $80 in merch off your table because uh, I made you so much. So you made me $110. You left with $80 in product. So you made me $30 Canadian, which amounts to like 15 Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. It would have been sick if you just didn't stand there, you know, and I had more merch to sell Whatever. myself later at full cost. I hope you didn't enjoy the show as much. And in that moment, of course, you might be thinking, Eck, why didn't you stop him? It's like, dude, 
It was a two-hour performance. I was already toiling over like the fucking sound and stuff, and I was conducting a conversation with like a handful of other fans. And he just slipped through the whole thing. He's like, just kind of like a cheers, but with the t-shirts. Like holds them up. Like here you go, cheers. Like these right. are these are mine now. I'm like, this fuck. I could stop right now and turn into a jerk. Uh, and then at that moment, I was like, fucking enjoy, dude. Yeah. Just go away. That's the cost to get you out of here for now. But being a jerk was my job. That yeah, night. dude. You want to talk about being a jerk to a fan? Term, was, take it away. I wasn't jerk. He Term, was the take jerk. it away. I'm, I'm term. Go ahead. Uh, a respectable performer <laughs> who's done uh, having his toes stepped on. You know what I'm saying? Term's been training Muay Thai for a few years, and he acts like it uh, on stage. Don't start with this guy. No, we're just like we're kind of <laughs> sick of. I feel like our whole career, we've just like allowed people to walk on stage, or fans have taken like, some liberties for sure over the years. And there's been like. Uh, you know, one or two instances where someone had the idea of like inviting a girl or, or someone on stage to dance and it's just atrocious and awkward. We're playing broken wax and while they're twerking. It's like, this isn't right. We don't know how to just be like, hey, fuck off. Yeah. Pull an Afro man. Soccer. Um, Clocker one. But we're, but we're like, we're at the point where we're pretty tired of it. We don't invite it. We Dude, don't want it. I always tell the time in Toronto years ago, a guy was just like, I was, you know, getting close to the crowd and, you know, kind of like getting in there in their faces and, and like, this guy just starts giving me purple nurples. He starts titty twistering me hard to where like, I go like, ow. Yeah. Like now I can't rap because I'm saying ow because you're hurting me. I'm like, Doof. and we're like, we're us. So it's playful. But like he, he does it like two or three times and now I'm like ready to Afro man a dude. Right. That's, that's, you're pissing me off. Dude. So we're always trying to find that balance. We're not like horde dudes, but. We're also not trying to be fucking pussies and get fucking bullied around by our own audience. And what we are trying to do is re remember two hours of tongue twisters and jump around while we recite them. Right. And have, it's like you're throwing major curveball distractions at us when you're rushing the stage or you're grabbing our tits. It's like just let us do our job. Give us our space. Purple nerve, I'll fucking hit him with the microphone. For real. That's what's happening next time. Um, but yeah, this dude was like keeps shouting requests. He's keeps requesting things. And That's he, fine. I actually, I always set the crowd love up. It. Please tell us what I'm, you want to ask hear. them what they want to hear. And then they just yell and I can't hear anything, but he wants, so we lean in and ask like, what is this guy trying to, to request? And he wants the MC showcase and, that's so it's cool we'll play that didn't rehearse it didn't plan to play it but i have it all right i don't need to rehearse it it's like we anytime we do the mc showcase thing we just do like the first 45 seconds of my verse yeah a little taste um a little throwback taster and so i'm like he requested it the beat's starting so i'll like crouch down and get by him and i'll fucking extend the microphone every few lines or something because this was his request right before the verse even starts he starts climbing onto the stage well like term puts the hand down like as he if started climbing up first oh, okay and I immediately started verbally articulating, don't come up You're on like, stage. You're like, no, 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 buddy, no. No. Yeah. Stay where you are. Doesn't listen. Do you think he listens? Yeah, he was excited. He doesn't listen. He thinks he's- It's he's also loud. Part of the show now. Uh, he climbs on stage. I mean, this all happens in a matter of five seconds, but as he's on the stage now, and my verse comes in in three seconds- It's about to, yep. He grabs the microphone that's in my hand and starts yanking at it, to which I'm like, now I'm, I'm not- playing around anymore i don't want to have fun with this get the fuck off my stage before i crack your fucking head open and yeah it's which like, he said in so many words <laughs> uh i and i so i toss him off the stage and i, I was I like saw you it has passed the point of my verse starting and i'm not rapping because i'm fucking yelling at this idiot yep and everybody's watching there's a, a large crowd <laughs> right and i'm the only one and me and him are the only two who, want, who know what happened and he doesn't even know what happened right 
Uh, I was watching you because I, I that was your verse. I was just cueing the beat. And yeah, while Term should have been saying, I've been the dapper Don since I put my pampers on, I was watching him like shove this dude and be like, bro, get the fuck off here. Get off. And like you're nudging him back out. Get down. Yeah. Get down. Get, get down. off my stage. So yeah, you're like, he gets kind of shoved off. And like in my head, I'm like, well, this could be a bad look. Like I'm not saying you shouldn't have, you know, held your ground either. But now it's like, we look like if you come up here, we're going to fucking... <laughs> I Which is like it's, it's not even a if he would have just come on the stage we can work with that and we can figure out how to like placate it for ten seconds and then like guide him off. <laughs> it's the combination of coming up and grabbing the microphone from my hand. You don't grab a rapper's fucking microphone. You don't any performer. Correct singer, me if I'm wrong, but I think to to break the ice a little after that you said you rush hour quoted you were like yeah never touch a white man's microphone you don't touch a white man's microphone <laughs> that was actually good it's the best thing I could think of but I should have also been <laughs> been more capable of explaining in that moment to the audience that like uh i didn't want him to come up when he did come up he tried to grab the microphone and, and you don't right. do that well yeah now the fans are starting to like boo him and the ones that aren't are maybe looking at term like yo what's his problem we or will something. extend the mic to your mouth if we want you to rap into it taking a rapper's microphone away while they're about to start a verse is like a no-no you should know not to do that I, if, I, if I you did were not even it, extend it that was his alibi anyways he's or he was just like no, no no you held it out and I didn't yeah. know you wanted me to sing into it. I thought you were giving it to me. And according to you, you're like, I didn't. You just came up and grabbed it from me. Why would me. I hold it out before the verse even starts? True. Good point. Um, <laughs> Sustained. Um, so, yeah. So, so there's that. And then afterwards, I, I started saying. Awkward, angry energy. I started, like, demanding. I was like, all right, you guys need to hug it out, you know? And then you didn't at first. And I was like, I think you guys need a hug. And then you did the showcase verse. And right. even handed him back. You know, I was like, run it mic. back. Let's not keep it extra awkward and not even play the song. And you did let him get a couple of lines and handing, you know, extending the mic towards yes. him. And then afterwards, I'm like, but seriously, like, as long as you guys are that close, because you were like leaning over and like making bygones, I was like, hug, <laughs> hug, kiss. So I felt like that um, washed Fuck it away. his ass. <laughs> and then, yeah. Make it fart. Funny enough. That was the guy that after the show we hung out with all night and got so, yeah. super drunk and it was like we we it was water under the bridge but it was a little. It's one of those shows where like pretty immediately after our set it the venue kind of emptied out which I don't always expect you always expect a little more of a buffer hang yeah uh, period so the venue like before I realized was almost empty and I was like uh kind of hoping that dude hadn't taken off so I, at the very least I can like dap him up and be like hey no hard feelings just don't ever try and grab someone's mic like that. And I understand you've had some drinks and whatever, but just don't for him to not go home thinking that I hate his guts or something. And we way I know overcompensated what that for would that. Would be like to like leave a show and think the guy that I'm a fan of hates me. I, I wouldn't want that. They were hanging with us in our hotel room before <laughs> the end of the night. They after, gave us bed bugs. Yeah, could have been. Uh, yeah, we went to a. I hope they don't have anything. We they sat on the bed for a minute. Searched around for a bar, which was like impossible, and I found a nearby Indian restaurant that was still serving alcohol so we went there where buddy bought us a shitload of booze his name was buddy and i found that out by asking his friend and i you know using it as like a like homie or yeah this guy i said yo what's buddy's name and he's like buddy yeah buddy oh it was a miscommunication i don't know how to answer that question um yeah shout out to uh buddy uh our new buddy yeah those two dudes were funny it's they funny too like we a lot of their drinks we all got a little shwasty by the end of that night i didn't spill nothing I guess me neither, but I didn't even finish. I took like half of the last shot they bought because I was like, dude, I'm I'm going to be a disaster tomorrow. We, we have all, another show tomorrow. We all pocketed our second beer that they brought because they didn't <laughs> pop them open. Yeah. 
<laughs> so we all just walked out of there with extra beers. And that was us walking a mile up, basically through the neighborhood and up the street we talked about last week that people were saying is like the worst street in North America. And we're just brown out, drunk, wandering around. But it was like rainy and shitty, so it, you know, they like it washed all the. I didn't see any the vagrancy. Bumps. I didn't see bum. Not a hobo. One. Not a bum. Nothing. A lot of raccoons though. A lot of bugs. Remember the raccoon, the giant raccoons in the middle of the street. That's true. Gross. Those could have been homeless guys. <laughs> oh, dude. So yeah, we went back uh, and hung out with Buddy all night. Made up. Made friends. Made out. Uh, then did some nose beers in our hotel room where they got us two noise complaints and got kicked out by us <laughs> respectfully. Yeah. Please leave. <laughs> yeah, we can't do a third one. You have expired your stay. Um, and Tried to buy your sweater off you for five hundred dollars Canadian. Not. Yeah, I guess he did. He kept up in the price. He's like, I'll give. I was wearing this. Uh, I think it's a one of a kind, but it's a good note split tie dye. Yeah. You know, like a half tie, and uh, it says napalm on it, and that was just like a gift. It's split the napalm colors, tan and black tie dye. It, it rules. I get compliments on it all the time. It's very and, dope. And this guy wanted to buy it off me, and then he's offering like a hundred bucks Canadian. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, dude, not happening. It's like two hundred, three hundred. Now he's getting up there, and I'm just like. I'm thinking about what it's worth to me, and I just keep saying no. And I told him even, I'm like, all right, you bring me $1,000 cash by the end of the night, I'll give it to you. I wanted to, like, price it out of his range, yeah, hopefully. Just make you stop asking. But then Big Baller was like, oh, I'll hit the ATM. I was like, fuck. I was like, I don't want to give it away. And I didn't. Um, but yeah, at, at the end of the night, he was offering 500 so He dropped almost 300 at the Indian restaurant. You don't wake up tomorrow missing a grand from your account, all for a measly sweater that probably has bed bugs on it. Yeah. I mean, probably definitely that night. Should have done it. Um, Should have well, sold him bed bugs for Fuck. a grand. <laughs> wasted all that time making up when I could have been plotting revenge. Yeah, I didn't really want to make up. I wanted to get back at you even harder. Um. So yeah, I'm trying to think what else. There was something else. Merch guy stole two t-shirts. Buddy, resolution, silly Seattle energy. Man, in Seattle there was definitely a couple of times where it was like. I felt like we weren't playing a song for like a song's length amount of time, like three, four minutes. I loved it. And we were just goofing around and making each other laugh. I felt And the crowd was laughing. And I was like, this is fun. Cry laughing <laughs> at my own lyrics. <laughs> it wasn't even like good jokes. We were laughing at how dumb our words are. Yeah, it was like half podcasts. <laughs> We've done that on the show before. It's like go through our own old lyrics and it's like these cum guzzlers straining a cunt muscle and it's Nut like in an igloo i'm a grown man in my 30s and we're just like shitting all over our own creativity I feel like most times we perform bag it up now we comment on the fact that we say make papes i can't we can't making papes 33 i can't fucking say that i make papes without addressing what a dumbass thing the more is. we play bag it up the older we're getting <laughs> <laughs> and the less making papes is a thing people say <laughs> yeah it was fun Oh, I guess what else? I guess. Come on, give me something. What else? We did two podcasts while we were out there, so <laughs> I guess stay tuned for those. Uh, shout out the Stoned Ape Theories show. We did that in Olympia on our off day. I think they said they were going to post that next week. And then before we left Vancouver, I don't know like if there's a title for that, but the guys who threw the show, we did like an hour interview with them at the mm -hmm. shitty bedbug hotel restaurant next door. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was fun. It was like, uh, that was the beginning. It was the same day as the Seattle show, but I, I was just in that, I was in a weird energy. Like that made me more talkative. Cause I was like pissed off. I already was talking to the two Indian dudes at the desk and I'm already warmed up on fucking like ranting and raving about something. Right. So we, uh, we got into a good convo about all sorts of shit and, uh, 
just shout out Riley, uh, who brought us out there for sure. We told a story months ago about Wax contacting me and asking if I knew anyone in Vancouver that could throw a show. And then I gave him Riley's name, and Riley set it up lickety split, and it looked awesome. Yeah. I thought for a period of time we were going to be there. Yeah, he would have. Wax thought. wanted to take Jarv instead. I get it. He's cool. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so like after that, I was thinking like, wait, that was how easy that was, and the, the the contact came from me. You know, a guy not using a fucking contact to get a booking in a city where we'd have a great show. So uh, yeah, we started talking about it then, and he made it happen before the end of the year. So big shout outs. Those guys are very. Um, we don't need no stinking waxes. Very like gracious towards us. That dude Riley, he came to our Vancouver show. Yeah five six years ago when we met him and back then i don't think he was doing what he's doing now and now he's like he sets up these like cypher events all over the city and uh i've seen a lot of their content on youtube and it's funny on one of the, on that stoned ape theories podcast we recorded in olympia i remember i posed the question like how important are scenes in cities now like hip they asked us about like coming up in the chicago scene and what that was like and we were reminiscing and i and then i started thinking about like now with with fucking i don't know the height of popularity and social media and reels and everything and post COVID everyone getting a little more on their phone and zoom uh-huh. all of that shit. I'm like, how important are scenes now? Or I would just say they're still important, but I'm seeing less of them. I don't feel as a part of a scene in the, in Chicago, even now, like I did right. for all the years before COVID or specifically our first half, you know, really trying to get out there. Yeah. I don't think we've felt like a part of any scene for a long time, seven, eight, nine years now. <laughs> But uh, yeah, having a scene is important, and I was starting to question if there even were some in the cities anymore. But there are. Vancouver's got one. I don't know what it is too with like age. I feel like if if all of this, um, and, you know, YouTube at that point in our lives was uh, our TikTok or whatever. But yeah. if they had TikTok and Snapchat and, and Instagram and all those things, fifteen years ago when we started doing this, I probably would have been much more fluent and capable of adapting to those things. Yeah. Now I just feel like a dickhead. And I and <laughs> it's not that um it's not like necessarily that valid. I know there's like forty year olds who can use TikTok and know how to use it and have a big following and it works for them. It's not just that couldn't be our me, age. Bro. I don't know what it is though. I, I we have changed. I have changed. I think you made a good point since then on the the pod we did in Vancouver. What were you saying? Oh Jesus! Uh, I don't know. Oh, like I know look, I made a good point. Uh, he had compared us to like a, a rap scene version of Doug Stanhope about like underground. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, yeah, not we've big only, Netflix special guy, but like real heads know that, that he's on one here. of the the best ever. It's like we always model ourselves after these like independent like struggle struggling artists struggle. and then we're like 10 years into it like why aren't we rich it's like well you didn't model yourself right. after a single rich person you only wanted to be like mf doom yeah and doug stanhope and stuff and there were never <laughs> either, people either guys who are underground and not like flourishing financially or guys who are dead so <laughs> I- i'm either gonna be dead or broke <laughs> that's um, it I, I we never listened to jay-z and thought about like uh we never we never like um you could have just stopped it. You never listened to Jay Z. Never Jay-Z. listened to Jay Z. <laughs> but we never like uh, modeled ourselves after people who are not just musicians, but like um, they're revered in a, in a business sense. Jay Z is like revered as a businessman. Yeah. He's one no, of the first. No, he's not a businessman. He's a businessman. Is that a song no, reference or something? It's a big reference, just in general. It's a dumb thing people have said in rap for oh, sure. Oh, he's a business man. Man, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> you never heard that. You never heard of that? I never heard of that. You never heard of that? 
Um, but yeah, there's that whole like, uh, there's not, you don't, that whole like, uh, would you rather have half a million dollars or dinner with Jay-Z? You know, because people value sitting at a table with a guy like him for two hours as like, I can learn something that'll allow me to earn more money than that. You might. No one asked that question with like fucking, right. I don't know what might be too insulting, (laughs) Fonte and Big Poo. Would you rather like have half a million dollars or have dinner with little brother? Well, I don't think little brother's going to teach me something that's valuable. I'll, I'll take the half a mil. Um, also, I and then I'll ask if they could. W- I'd pay for their meal when I'm in town or something. Exactly. Just give me the money now. But also, I don't have the assumption that I would have dinner with Jay Z and I would learn something that now I'm going to go make millions of dollars. Just no, but you have a money. pretty great story forever, and that does have a, like value. Right. I'm not trying to to shit on. You get something that so many people want and will never ever get. And like that, they they might pay a crazy amount of money to get that experience that you could, you know, this is a dumb theoretical, anyways, what but it has value. What is he going to teach me? He hasn't already said publicly. Who cares? It, I, I would have a, a cocktail party story where I'd be like, oh, yeah, one time I was at a, out to dinner with Hove. Yeah, I call him Hove. Uh, That's not worth more than <laughs> half just a great, million though. dollars. I'd rather have half a million dollars in my bank. It's called clout, dude. You want clout or not? Talk to Jay Z. <laughs> That's how you're going to get it, dude. Yeah. Um, but we, we've, the point is, we never modeled ourselves after hugely successful people. Yeah, know? I think that's a, a a very logical way to present so that where we're at now can't and why we so surprised that we're not hugely successful and raking in millions of dollars. Most we, of our favorite stuff is like the stuff that never launched to that main right. beyond surface level. You right. know, um, we have made a career out of this. Uh, we are making a living, but we are extremely underground. What was it? So it's the dude who came on stage in Vancouver who I tossed uh, Buddy earlier in the night was at the bar. And so the dude he brought isn't a fan of ours. Like that was the first night he'd ever heard our music or anything. Yeah. But Buddy, Buddy brought him. And at the bar before the show, I was listening to him like explain us to his friend. And he's a big fan. He's not. Bully. He's not trying to be <laughs> insulting. But I'm standing right next to him, waiting for the bartender, and I'm just eavesdropping. And he's like, "They've been they've been on the scene for almost 20 years." Which is like, slow down. Not almost. No, <laughs> 13 maybe 13. Right. Uh, that's more. Still that's a lot. Closer to 20 than seven, I guess. But he goes, "They've been on the scene for like almost 20 years, and they don't have many fans, but they're really underground." It's like everything he was saying was just like. You know what hurts the most is the, the lack of respect. You know? I should just give that's up, what hurts shouldn't the I? Most. Yeah, you were just waiting for an opportunity to toss that guy. <laughs> Eavesdropping before the show, like, 20 years, no fans? I, like, verbatim, <laughs> he said, they've been on the scene for almost 20 years, and they don't have many fans. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! yeah! And he was being, he was attempting to be so complimentary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's do some fan questions. Mm. Uh, I mean, I think you should put your cock in my mouth. Even if, if we're not going to read obits, you can. I'm fighting the cock this week, dude. I'm I'm not ready for cock, but you can have cock. Some. Have a little cock. Um, R.I.P. Cock Norman up. Lear, and we're gonna skip straight to fan questions. It's time for fan questions. Rudle dee, rudle dee, rudle doodle doodle you. It's time for fan questions. Throw that ass in a circle, you bitch. T.P.S. Report. I'm doing my shot to Ryan O'Neill from Paper Moon. If I were doing a shot, I'd be doing it to El Chapo's mother. I'm doing my Consuelo shot. Consuelo Perez. For uh, 
that dude from Wings who died, Denny Lane. If you say so, dude. Whatever. Drink it. Yeah. Fight the cock. Go. And uh, for the dude who founded the Guess Who but was not in the band when they were successful, his name I forgot, so he doesn't even get recognized. Shut up. <laughs> Chuck. Shut Long the Christmas fuck night. up! Chuck Allen? Who I say. cares? Dumb, dumb, dumb. R.I.P. dudes. This is from Joe. It says, question for the pod. Do you think pre-advanced internet rappers multi-syllabic patterns... Bars. Pre-advanced That's cool, internet rappers? That's cool, Pre-advanced internet rappers, multi-syllabic patterns. That's think, cool, mo- I don't get the word advanced in there. Pre-internet rappers? Basically, yeah. Um... Do you think the pre-internet rappers, multis, are more impressive, like Big L, Big Pun, etc.? Um, Who else big? Uh, yeah, they were big back then. Now we got Lil Wayne, Lil Yachty. Um, it's, <laughs> I guess we're not that funny. Big Daddy Kane. We should have ran that in Seattle. Like, they used to be big rappers. Now we got a little this, a little that. Sounds no, like a Mark Norman bit. This is good. <laughs> big Daddy Kane, Big L. Stop turning your mic off. I'm trying to move it into the Tilt scene. It, yeah, you got it all fucked up. Um, Bro, you got me fucked up, Shane. <laughs> So, do you think that pre-internet rappers multis are more impressive um, because, like, I guess they didn't have the help. It says, it's definitely y'all's strong suit, which I obviously find yeah. myself much easier with sites like RhymeZone. Do you think uh, your bread and butter? What do you think your bread and butter would be if it weren't multis? Man. Uh, I was inspired by this, which I thought was pretty cool. He sends this picture, and it's from RhymeZone.com, which we've used. You know, you got to look up extra things and you find something like oh i forgot that rhymes let me see if i can work that in there um right i mean you want to use it sparingly yeah um you don't want to construct your whole verse off of a rhyme zone but when you when you go to rhymezone.com and you put a word in a lot of times it gives an example from a song and he searched for a rhyme for beaker and the example song was deeper by the palmer squares no way on rhyme zone we're rhyme zone famous <laughs> Finally, some recognition. You want to talk about a line we could have gotten into on stage in Seattle? Keep twisting and hitting the reefer. Keep mixing my drinks in a beaker. That's the reference. I mean, you know, it's not... It's pretty basic. It's not wildly impressive, but it's it's not nearly the dumbest thing I've ever said. Look, it's not the dumbest. There's a difference between basic and dumb. I can get over basic, but dumb is just like... That's cool. Though, There's but some lines you know that I just can't believe I'm still saying. That. I bet this is just algorithm bullshit where they know that Joe listens to the Palmer Squares and like when it shows right. me one, it'll show me like a Nas lyric or something. It's like, does he get the Nas lyrics? No. Or? But I've been on these types of sites where it shows me an example from like Megan Trainer. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. Like, like you too. I don't listen to that you shit. Didn't, you didn't get that from me. Um, I guess back to the question. Wink, wink. I don't know if it. I would, you know, more impressive. I'm not sure if like that's the way to put it, but it's certainly like I'd, an extra uh, feather in their cap. I'm not assuming for a second that every multi-syllabic rapper right now uses rhyme zone. No, and back then they still had rhyming dictionaries. They were just little pocketbooks. Get a rhyming. I had one of those before I was using rhyme zone when I needed help. Remember Supernat? I had like pocket the freestyle source. champion in that one documentary. He's like, I read the dictionary front to back. You see that giant double set Webster's Dictionary right there? I do. I asked for that for Christmas like six years ago because back then I, I, I told myself I was going to read the whole dictionary, man. <laughs> That's why I have that. I'm like, And I've never, I, I don't even <clears throat> think I've opened it. What a jerk. I don't even think I've looked up one word. <laughs> it just sits there. <laughs> I got the bug of idea because of that one line, you know? Yeah. I also never cracked it. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, it's, it's like... 
uh, someone also gave me like a Indian uh, spiritual Indian book, and I've only used it to crush bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get that? In case my clothes aren't Just all the way slap clean, slap your body with it. <laughs> um, like my brother slapping my tush. Sometimes <laughs> what? Sometimes there's um. <laughs> I there's, told you that once. There's, you can hear it almost in a rapper, maybe a less experienced rapper. I can hear it in my early stuff where it sounds like the guy who was looking shit up on Rhyme Zone made a verse out of it. I mean, that's what a lot of people have criticized. And now I hope it doesn't sound like that. I've really strayed a lot more from like just, you know, the antonym and opposite of happily incompetent without a hint of passive, only masterful predominance. It's like, we get it. You read the fucking words on... on I mean, that was pretty cool. I used to be pretty good, I guess. We used to... I mean, uh, it's not uncommon for people who don't know us when they come across us and they don't like us, the commentary, to be like, uh, ooh, someone read the dictionary. Yeah. You know, they f- like just goof on us for like you know what line, a big word. You know what line nobody thought we hit the dictionary for? Keep twisting and hitting the reefer. <laughs> <laughs> Keep mixing, mixing the drinks, drinks in the beaker. Drinks in the beaker. <laughs> it's not bad, man. It's not bad. I'm just giving you a hard time. It's not the worst rhyme. It's not the best rhyme ever wrote. It's not the worst. Um, our buddy Travis writes in, bums versus hobos. I think we covered this last week. Yeah, Travis. That's a long message for this. Travis always knows stuff already covered. that I feel like I already knew. He's a very and then he, learned And then he fella. tells me about it. I'm like, all right, he knows a lot more about it than me. Travis is a learned fellow, and he loves explaining things. He says, hobos travel the rails and find seasonal or day labor work generally to I'm cover like, their way as they quote about the country. I'm going to go ahead and assume that none of this is going to be something we didn't Oh, 100%. Last week. 100%. Uh, bums are deadbeats who don't work and freeload everything or steal it. Yeah, this is what Quirky yeah, Blurky bum. told us. You know what I've been like? Uh, it's been stuck in my head. There's a, a news clip from the 70s of the Philadelphia mayor, Frank Rizzo, and he was like caught in some scandal. And the mm-hmm. guy was interviewing him. And he goes, uh, he's just like, bully to the, to bully. the interviewer because he's guilty. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, you're a crumb bum. He calls him a crumb bum. Yeah! It's been like... Dude, like Mac Daddy, bring it back. The words, you're a crumb bum, have just been stuck in my head. And I'll be like rhyming them like humdrum, you're a crumb bum. We've all rhymed (laughs) one version of crumb bum and humdrum. He goes, you're a crumb bum lush. You're a crumb creep bum. What the (laughs) gush? Hold on, I'm on to (laughs) something. I love that clip, though. You should pull it up. Um... He still says, uh, bums are also way more likely to be hardcore drug addicts than hobos, but there's some overlap. Trav, we knew that one. I think hobos like to drink booze. Right. Bums like to do dr- hard right. drugs. Uh, I only know this because there's a town in Iowa that is uh, the capital city for hobos and throws a celebration yearly. The place is flooded with them, and they have a museum and all that. Hobo museum? Uh, about 20 years that. ago, it I made headlines. That. that really sounds insufferable hobo <laughs> celebration. Um, 20 years ago, it made headlines because the bums came to town and got in a major rumble with the hobos because I guess they'd been beefing for a while and the <laughs> hobos didn't like being associated with the bums and vice versa later. Yeah! What is the world coming I would to? Pay good money. I would pay that kid's $1,000 to, to watch a hobo <laughs> versus bum battle. It doesn't matter. Literally, when you, you know, we've talked about like the government and the way like people just, we keep, fighting here on the ground level and it keeps us almost distracted and letting them do even at the groundest level we can't get along there is no unity even the hobos and the bums cannot unite and realize we're both a downtrodden fucking suffering community and we deserve more help they're like no let's beat the shit out of each other for needles um the national hobo museum in Britt, iowa is closed 
What happened? You blew it! No. Um, okay. Like, I think for Thanks, good. Travis. Like, not just their hours are not now. I think they're just, like, it's no longer a thing. Um, here's a voicemail. Hey, guys. Not your Portland show. I just wanted to apologize to you guys the front world. It's fucking weirdos. But you guys are killing it right now. I wish you guys hear something down here. Love you. What a dork. Yeah. This guy probably thinks we like to look in the mirror and watch ourselves fuck. He's like, I wish you could see how good y'all look up there. It's like, we know what we're doing. We know the sound fell apart and sounds like shit. Um, that actually makes me feel better. Monitor's crapped out, but according to this guy, we were crushing. Can you tell what song we were playing in the background? I can't hear it. Hey, guys. Not your Portland show. I just wanted to apologize. Ra-da-da, perhaps? Right at the beginning, there's like, bonk, bonk, you hear that? Hey, guys. Like a bug. Like that, a I think, bug. I think that's that line. Rated like a. Rated like a bug. Something in my lugs, whatever that is. Hey, guys. Not your Portland show. Something I don't in my lungs. I don't know. I don't know. Thanks, dude. This goober keeps talking over it. I don't know. Uh, super unnecessary call. Totally. Thank you. What did he say? Someone in the front row? Fuck the front row? He Look. was apologizing on behalf of the people in the front row, which makes me think he was the person in the front row. Yeah. Probably that dude who was going super duper hard. That gives with us the blue shirt. Blue shirt. The Joker. The Joker. Yeah. <laughs> the blue-shirted Joker. That's what we call him. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling, yo. He was decked out in Joker stuff. Um, let's wrap it up and, and get over funny. to Patreon. We had breakfast the next day, and some nerd with his girlfriend next to us that was eavesdropping was talking all about how like, uh, the Joker became this like antihero. Like, uh, people love the Joker, and they model themselves after him and dress like him. And it's like he's not a character that you should want to model yourself after. And yada yada. I was like, all right. And then the blue shirt. Read Joker less comes comics. In. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blue shirted Joker comes in. He's like, "Hold my beer." <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody that came to the shows, especially. Thank you, guys. Um, we're yeah, we're a little, a little tired today, but we're gonna pick it up and bring it over to Patreon. Finish any tour stories. I'm hopped up. Do some uh, in the news this week. Vladimir Putin. Uh, I've really been letting the Trevor Noah thing die, but I, I gotta, gotta get back to more. it. I gotta. You should take a shot. Because the the El Chapo's mother, the producer, no, that wasn't it. Behind not only the two seasons of the Lizzie McGuire show, but also the Lizzie McGuire movie, he died. Hell yeah! I mean, that's for Lizzie McGuire, not right. the death. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the new uh, that recent picture of Hillary Duff's booty popping. Hillary Buff. Whew. That's what the internet was saying. Um, yeah, she's hot. She could stop with all the muscles. It's like leave some, you know, something to grab onto. I've never quite agreed with your Hillary Duff obsession, but Hillary Duff rules. You're an idiot, dude. I mean, I'd hurl my cock at her, but <laughs> you wouldn't just. There's not much to write home about. Whoa, I could draft. I could write a Fred Hampton assassination-sized pamphlet. <laughs> on my love for Hillary. Um, I'm with Hillary. Not a double dictionary-sized. <laughs> nah, there's not quite that much to say. No. Anywho, uh, thanks for coming to the shows, you guys. Our next show is in uh, Chicago. December 28th with Mike Pinto. Tickets for that are on sale right now. Grab those, please. Hell yeah! And we'll see you there. Um, we might have another hometown thing early-ish next year, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, another Chicago thing we're working on putting together for the springtime. But, yeah, last show of the year, December 28th. Tickets on sale now. See you in Chicago. Um, <laughs> TPS Sports Podcast at gmail.com and 708-797-3079. Give us a jingle. 
or give us some Christmas presents in our P.O. Box, which is Palmer Square's P.O. Box 47772, Chicago, Illinois, 60647. Yes, indeed. Um, also, next year, we have some shows with uh, Tropidelic that start at the end of February. <laughs> Opening for them February 22nd in Bloomington, Illinois. Yeah. February 23rd is Appleton, Wisconsin. Yeah. But that one's already sold out. That's nuts. Wow. If you wanted to see us in Appleton, Wisconsin, you didn't get tickets. Tough titty, dude. You better hope we respond with the DM request. Of all cities to sell out. I've never even fucking heard list. of the Appleton, Wisconsin's. Really? Dork. No. Uh, what, February what, 24th. For that? Yeah. Appleton's a pretty big city. A pretty big city. That I've, I've known of it my whole life. Yeah. Your whole life you've known of Appleton, Wisconsin. I was Wisconsin. born, dude. I'm from it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you. February 24th, we're in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And then March 7th, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. March 8th, Minneapolis, Minnesota. March 9th, Omaha, Nebraska. March 10th, Springfield, Missouri. March 13th, Tulsa, Oklahoma. March 14th, Wichita, Kansas. March 15th, Kansas City, Missouri. And March 16th, Des Moines, Iowa. We're coming. What? Uh, I think we've about covered it. Junkyard Samurai vinyl coming pretty soon. We're still finishing that shit up. Probably first thing next year. Super soon. And by first thing next year, I mean like in a few weeks. Yeah. Maybe a month. We'll Expected have it on sale. January 1st. And, um, you know, palmersquares.com slash shop. Are you going to go through the inventory, put the new shirts up? Yeah. Okay, we got a new shirt design that should be on the website um, by the time you hear this or I feel weird because I started following the guy who drew it. And now I'm gonna like post promo, and he's gonna see it, and be like, I don't know. <laughs> I asked. I so mean, we if you printed, started following him. Does that mean he still followed me back? Ah, nice guy. We printed the shirts of a graphic that someone drew years ago for a performance we did. Yeah. We didn't clear it with him. I I messaged him and asked him if it was cool, and he was like, I don't own it. Somehow he doesn't own the thing he drew. That's more revenue for me. Right. So that's kind of where I stopped. <laughs> We're like offering you money for making it. Kind of stopped inquiring there. Whatever. Um, new shirt available now slash soon whenever that gets up. But yeah. yeah They're it. up. They're up already. Do you think people Go would, look right if now. people wanted to buy the brand new Palmer Squares shirt design for someone for Christmas, do you think you'd ship it in time to get to them? One million percent. It's still early enough, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't trust your tone of voice, but I do think it's early enough. One <laughs> zillion <laughs> percent. Like, oh, yeah. That's how you talk. That's how you sound when you're like eating on the pod, and you're like, "People love this." <laughs> oh yeah, it's cool. It's chill. It's Super vibe. Cash agreeing it's that cash. I'll ship the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, Patreon.com/slash Palmer Squares, guys. Uh, join us over there. Video episodes part of the Patreon now too, and we have been um, talking about making the Patreon stuff a little more accessible next year. So stay tuned for that. But we're thinking about just making the audio available at at all. Uh, levels starting after the holidays so not just the five dollar and ups and um three dollar audio can't beat it maybe we'll um take some like uh back catalog patreon video and find a way to make those public uh, i don't know monthly or put out an extra episode that everybody can watch uh uh, we'll we'll share more we want the the content to be more accessible uh in general now that we're sort of figuring it out so stay tuned whatever uh outro song this week uh tattoo tears from the homies, raw milk. Suspect yeah. allegedly in them. Fucking rhymed my thing that I rhymed. You rhymed a thing, or you were gonna rhyme a thing. Paps blue ribbon, sitting in the bathroom, shitting. He did it on this song. I asked you to run it back because I was like, "Fuck." 
Twice. So you've recorded that, or you were you wrote it and uh, never recorded? I wrote it. it quite a while ago. Yeah, I have two other rhymes well, for he it wins, that dude. he didn't say. He so him. I win. I beat him. I say just drop instead of bathroom shit and go with the other ones. Or, no or, way. Why not? I don't know. Because <laughs> then there would be only three bars. All right. Um, this is Tattoo Tears from <laughs> Raw Milk, <laughs> the group that Term is bitter about right now. Bitter uh, find is it, Raw Milk. Find it in the Smoochie Gang playlist. Um, and we'll see you all on Patreon in just a sec. It's tattoo. Hey, yo. Tattoo. It's the suspect allegedly. Hey, yo. I've seen it all. Check it. I've seen it. Yo. Hey, yo. I should get a tattoo tear as a souvenir for all the people that have passed in the past few years. I've been losing like the bad news beers. This song is for the people in a bad mood. Cheers. Doing irreversible harm. Burning cigars. Drinking bourbon for the heartburn. It works like a charm. It hurts. But I've learned to ignore the surgical scars. Every person that I've lost left a permanent so, I'm chilling with some tattoo women in the back of a saloon drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon. I wrote this rhyme in the bathroom, shitting nasty. I'm like Ratatouille in the kitchen. Catch me driving drunk or fighting someone in an Irish pub. Or smoking like I got an iron lung. I used to ride with a wild bunch that died too young because of suicide and drugs. I did this to remind me of. Tattoo, 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 tattoo.